This is Witness More with Matthew Jonathan and Walter the Dog. Welcome to the podcast. We'll be exploring everything from the paranormal to the strange to the overall unexplained. Sit back, relax, enjoy the journey, and get ready to witness more. Welcome back to a uh, another episode of Witness More, the podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Jonathan. All right, are you okay? I'm so tired. I've been nonstop oh. for. I got up at six thirty at seven. Now I haven't. Oh well. Besides playing Oblivion for a half hour this morning, I haven't stopped doing stuff. <laughs> you you haven't uh, you, you you haven't you haven't watching telenovelas all day. It sounds like you're banging on drums are you are you oh are you no it's just moving stuff line? around does, does this sound oh, like that yeah no. I, uh, it sounds like you were getting ready to audition for stomp no okay all right um so so i know we want to talk about your death experiences but you wanted me to ask you why your magnesium comment was off forgot about that that's what you wanted me to remind you so i think yeah i think i phrased it that magnesium is more abundant in the body or in the bones than calcium is and that's not right calcium does make up like 60 percent of your bones magnesium's in there too but magnesium is more important like holistically in the body so I, I think when I was arguing that last week, I was saying, and I wasn't thinking it, but I think I was saying that magnesium is more important in the bones, and that's not the case. Okay. Got it. All right. That makes sense. I don't remember what you said. I have to go back and listen to it. Um, I, I haven't listened to it either, but I was okay. I was thinking about it after, and I was like, you know what? I Something just seems off, and as I was thinking about it, Man, Walter's all, all up right. in my business today. Oh. You must, you must smell like beef. No, I think it's because since we've been working from home, I've been home pretty much all the time since March. Right. You know? Um, but I was gone for like five hours today. So I think he just missed me. Uh-huh. He missed you. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So... All right. Um, okay. So witness more of the podcast. Uh, witness underscore more is our Twitter handle. Witness more podcast is our email. Um, I haven't really picked up any Twitter activity. Have you seen anything come across in the emails? It's witness more podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. What did I say? You said witness more podcast. Oh, email. This, that second the, part. The email. Yeah. Email. I mean, People are sending it to Yahoo or Hotmail or MSN or AOL. None of that would matter. Right. Okay. All right. Witness more podcast at gmail.com. Um, okay. Anything we need to go over with, with the listeners? Uh, I honestly, I haven't checked it since last week. All right. Cool. Well, 
NDEs. You wanted to talk about NDEs. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting topic, and I've got some stuff to say about it. Okay. But, uh, so, and you know what? What? Um, give me like 30 seconds. Talk to our listeners for 30 seconds, okay? 30 seconds? Well, this is, all right, we'll put me on the spot. 15. Okay, talk to so, our listeners for 15 okay. seconds. Okay. All right. Okay, I can talk to this. I can, I can do this. I can do this. So, um, you know, my name is Matthew. Uh, you know, I like I like hockey. I like watching sports on TV. Um, yeah, I'm just a regular guy who makes a podcast and has a nine to five. You know, uh, I guess we're I guess we're getting a little we're getting a little, get a little personal with the listeners right now. Um, you know, that's who I am. Um, you know, grew up playing golf. Grew up playing baseball. Grew up playing ice hockey. And, I thought you were uh, going to talk about near-death experiences. Oh, I thought no, you said talk to the listeners. So I kind of thought I'd just kind of share a little bit about myself, you know, make it more personal. Oh. That way they feel like they know us a little bit better. And maybe okay. they'll like, you know, send an email, email and say, <laughs> yeah, I like, I like hockey too. And I also like ghosts and near-death experiences oh. and Bob Lazar. So, you know, I was just trying to get a little, get a little personal. Not like I was, you know, not like I was making a, for a second, I felt like I was making an ad for a dating site like Match.com. I'll have to go so, back and listen um, to that to see how boring you are on online <laughs> dating sites. <laughs> You're going to go back and find, find my old online dating profiles? <laughs> okay. No, I'm not. That's a little weird. <laughs> That's really weird. I already have them screen, uh, screen shared and saved screen, in folders. Screen shared. Okay. Yeah, I'm saved in folders sure on, my, uh, on my laptop. Right. And then I have it, I purposely put it on my cloud so I can check it on my phone, like when I'm not in front of my laptop. <laughs> that, that, that make, that sounds about right. I, I wasn't, I'm not doubting that for one, for one second. Um, okay. So near, so near death experiences, you have some thoughts on it. You wanted to talk about it. Um, you know, you wanted to make it a, a topic. I was all for it. Um, yeah. you know, I've, I, you know, I think there's enough, I'll say circumstantial, for lack of a better word, evidence that there is, you know, there's, there's something, there's something after this. You know what I mean? Okay. I don't think, I don't think you die and that's it. You know, I don't think you just, I think there's something else. There's something out there, um, you know, the afterlife, um, you know, by kind of, like when you said, Hey, let's do this. I started, you know, reading articles and looking at, you know, a lot of stuff on YouTube, a lot of YouTube clips from like talk shows I've noticed. So I watched a bunch of those. Um, and I started getting a little skeptical. I'll be honest with you. I started getting a little skeptical. Why? So they all, I'm not going to say they all sounded the same, but they all had a lot of the same elements to it. Yeah. That's what, you know, oh, that's what my end is going to be. Right. Oh my gosh. I felt like I was out of my body. You know, I was in this big bright room. I felt this unconditional love, you know, there's these little angels around, you know what I mean? And and so, so what I did is is I kind of took a little bit of a detour and said, okay, a lot of the adults, I'm going to say that this is kind of ingrained in them. I think that there's some things as near death experiences. And this one lady whose story I read, you know, she was, you know, clinically dead for 90 minutes. And that was, 
allegedly backed up by her husband and the doctors. And she came back to life. Um, but I started looking at stories for kids, you know, kids that have had near death experiences. And I'm going to put a more credence into their story because they don't have the 20, 30, 40 years of life experience to have heard these stories to think this is what's supposed to happen during an NDE. I think they're coming at it from more of a fresh perspective. So that's kind of what I did and, and, and read a couple, couple stories, you know, heartbreaking because they're children. Um, you know, and then you know, there's a few things that, that I can talk about, but I don't want to. I don't want to go too far down the road without without keeping you up with us. So, well, first of all, when you said ninety minutes, did you mean nine? No, ninety nine zero. So, the I mean, you, that's even pushing too long to harvest organs. Correct. You know what I mean? They, ninety is just unheard of. They did CPR. Um, and did something on life support to keep the blood flowing just to get blood to the organs. Um, and then once she was stable enough on life support, they took her to another hospital. But they so she wasn't CPR clinically for 90 dead. Minutes. Well, they did CPR. She flatlined. Her heart wasn't pumping for 90 minutes is what, is what, is what the story made it sound like. You know, there's still enough brain activity going on. And is you know, and, and whatever they're doing to keep blood going, she had flatlined for ninety minutes. Okay. So that's what that's what they said. And, I, and you know, so she's like, yeah, you know, went to this big bright light, and you know, it's in this white room, and you know, she, you know, her story was, you know, hey, I had a life review of, you know, not just this life, but all my past lives, and. You know, I was like, all right, this might be, this might be, this might be going a little too far. I don't know. After I read her, after I heard her story, it's kind of when I said, okay, you know, she's in her late thirties. I don't know, man. I don't know if she's telling the story to get on TV or what. That's when I started getting skeptical and went back and looked at stories of near-death experiences that were told by, by children. Um, so what you they still there? had a lot of, so they still had a lot of the same, a lot of the same, um, Like, same bullet points. Hey, you know, I, I felt like I, I didn't feel like I was in my own body. Um, you know, went into this, you know, this 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 bright, warm light. You know, and, and the one girl said, "I sat on Jesus' lap and, and said, I'm ready to go to heaven." He's like, "No, there's still stuff I need for you to do back on earth." But when you get back, so this girl had a um, so she was diagnosed as kid. She was diagnosed with a with a uh, digestive disorder. And was always in pain and was on a bunch of pills and, you know, she was having surgeries. She fell 30 foot from a tree on her head. And, you know, that's when she had her near death experience. And, you know, she said, Hey, I went to heaven. There's Jesus sat in his lap and said, Hey, I'm ready. He's like, no, you're going back. He goes, but the good news is when you go back, he goes, you're going to be totally fine. And, um, and she went back to her body and she woke up and a couple days later, everything was just fine. She was a healthy kid again. Hmm. So, you know, and granted, I mean, yeah, I guess you have to have doctors. Doctors are saying, yeah, yeah, she had these problems now, but now she doesn't anymore. So weird things happen. 
but you know, that's, I don't know. So what, what, if, what do you, what do you, what have you found? So, and I didn't think about, and, and you're right about uh, the children thing. Um, all the stories I, I found were the same. Bright light at the end of the tunnel, uh, a overwhelming sensation of love, seeing angels. Right. They were all the same. So then I started thinking, when you have a near-death experience, clearly something traumatic has happened in real life to cause mm-hmm. this. And then I started looking into the scientific side of it, and I read a couple of articles that essentially say that it's the mind's way of protecting us after a very traumatic experience or preparing the body for death. Okay. So, and, and being that the experiences that you read about from children were also pretty similar, um, mm-hmm. I think that there's more weight in, in that, you know, like re- reduce blood flow to the brain and, uh, you know, different parts of your body can, right. uh, you know, cause hallucinations and all kinds of stuff. But I think it's a lot more psychological than actually, uh, you know, being like a, like a gateway to the afterlife. Do you think that's a good way to phrase it? Um, Cause I mean, if it's not psychological, that's essentially what it is. It's like a place that you go when you're about right. to move on to whatever's after that, but Correct. you don't really, you know, go all the way through for whatever reason. So So either it's either it's the mind's okay, but if it's the mind's way of protecting the body, mm-hmm. let's 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 go down that road for a second. Everyone's a little different, you know what I mean? Everyone's different. Why would like why wouldn't someone's brain protect the body by giving them the illusion that they're on a beach? on a vacation because this person loves the beach or, you know what I'm saying? Why wouldn't it shut you off that way instead of, I mean, do you think that it's always going to be the exact same thing? Let's go to this bright light. Let's have this overwhelming feeling of love. Let's see angels. And then, okay, now let's pass, you know? So that's what I started thinking. I was like, well, these are all the same, whatever. But then I'm like, well, what if that's really what happens? You know, what if that really is truly the, the experience, you know? I think you're putting more weight when I say I feel it's more scientific. I think you're putting more weight into a conscious experience over a physical experience. So lack of oxygen, neurons firing in certain ways, um, you know, more of the actual science and physics and mechanisms of how the brain and the body work instead of conscious experiences and emotions. Okay. No, no. What I'm saying is, is that uh, so it's going to be. It's got to be one of the two. Either it's, it's it's just what happens to everyone's brain when it starts to die, or it's really the experience you have going into the afterlife, right? 
or it could be something that someone hasn't thought of yet or that we don't understand. That's okay. something right. besides right that. Now it's, right now, it's one of those two then, right? Okay. So, I don't know, man. I mean, is there an afterlife? Well, no one knows. Okay. Do you think there is? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right. You don't have any. I mean, there's, I think there's enough ghost stories out there. Well, are we know, talking about enough. the afterlife or, or near death experiences? Because those well, are two I mean, different topics. Yeah. But I, I wasn't prepared to talk about afterlife. No, but it, a near death experience, the next step after that is if you. If you have a near-death experience and come back, it's a near-death, near-death experience. If you have mm-hmm. a near-death experience and don't come back, you're going to the afterlife, you know? Yeah, that, that's something completely different. I, right? I didn't... So, so a near-death experience, in my opinion, is after everything, that, after everything I've looked at and read, after everything I've thought about my entire life, I think that that's... I'm more or less leaning towards the fact that 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 that's the path the soul takes um that's the path the soul takes to get to the other side i'm beginning to think that i'm beginning to think that's what it is you know i feel like i feel like based off of i don't so then i didn't look at the the science behind it um, to say, well, is there a scientific explanation for why everybody sees a light and has this overwhelming feeling of love? Um, I just don't know that that would be the experience everybody would have. You know what I mean? I know I what you like, mean, but I feel like things should be different for different people, you know? But it's biology and biological processes are going to be pretty much the same in everybody, even though, no, it's not exactly the same. Not everyone has the exact same brain or heart or tissue matter, but the biological processes in this entire process of lack of oxygen, you know, brain cells starting to go dead. And then when they come back, that gray matter getting excited again and different, well, the process is starting up again. And when all of that's happening, those are those different uh, experiences. The lack of oxygen, um, you know, reduces pain. So that's why these people don't feel any pain, even though they got hit by a truck or whatever. Um, Also, lack of oxygen can feel positive and blissful rather than, you know, you, you think it would be painful starving your body of this element that we absolutely need on like almost a second by second basis. Uh, but they're, they're biological processes. So they're going to be very, very similar in everybody because we're all humans, probably in animals too. I know animals have different endorphins when they die so that they don't feel pain, but that's, that's a whole different thing. Okay. And then, yeah, based on people's experiences, not everything is exactly the same. 
some people actually, uh, some near-death experiences can be negative. Did you look into that? <clears throat> no, did you? No, I, well, I read about it, but I didn't. Well, hold on. I, I read about it. I read that some near-death experiences are not positive, and I, I didn't really look very much further into what those are. I could look it up really quick right now, but there are negative near-death experiences as well. Hmm. Okay, so, you, so, you, so you're just coming to the conclusion that that's just what happens biology-wise. Everyone who dies goes through the same thing. The people who come back and tell about it. In the, in the positive experiences, yes. All right. So here I'm reading about one right now, and this is coming from a peer-reviewed journal. Uh, and this is just a line. At the bottom was a set of high, rusty gates, which he perceived as the gates of hell. Panic-stricken, he managed to scramble back up to daylight. That was someone's experience that they pretty much went to hell. So that person, okay. well, was probably a psychopath. Right. And then when I was reading about this earlier, uh -huh. one of the things I was reading about is a guy who did, he went in with the idea of like trying to figure out what near death experiences are researched or did a survey of 122 people. And after realizing that all of their stories were almost identical, that's when he started looking into the science side of it and ended up publishing this article that I read. Well, that's kind of anticlimactic, then, huh? Yeah. But I'm always, unless there's... some kind of concrete evidence, I'm always going to trust science over opinion and theory. Right. Well... Okay. No, I, I think... I, I guess I think there's something to it. <clears throat> You know, I think there's something to it. I think that's, I mean, you, 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 there has to be, you know, there has to be a path to get to the next plane. You know, there's got to be a similar experience that everyone's going to go through, you know, to get to the other side. And I, I feel that I feel there's something there. I think that there's, you know, makes sense. You know, that that's, I don't know. I wonder what our listeners think. I don't know. They might reach out to us and let us know. Hopefully they would. You know, I mean, but, but most, I mean, if you look at, you know, I know you're not a big religious guy, but all religions basically have the same thing. Oh, yeah. All the way you know, back live, to Greek live a good life. Live a good life. At the very end, you go someplace else and, you know, there's, you know, the creator. And the creator's supposed to be, you know, this, you know, loving person that, that that everyone says that they they feel when they have these NDEs. Well, not everyone. You know, the ones that I looked at, read about, kind of dove into. Um, I think those are so, originally established ways to control the masses. 
people are way more controlled by fear, you know? Okay. Um, but I'm not going to get into my, you know, if, oh God, you're not going to do this. <laughs> I was going to say, if you can ever take, or I wonder if there's like a free one online, a psychology of religion class is very, very interesting. Okay. But I don't think yeah, I would probably never take a, I would not take a psychology of religion class. Yeah. I got too many things to do with my time. Like plunder. And MLB 20, since there's no baseball, I've been doing a lot of that since I miss baseball so much. So, but no, there's, no, there's something to religion. <clears throat> you know, I don't think you, I don't think you get, I don't think you get earth on accident. You know, something had, something had to create this and it wasn't two little molecules bouncing around in the middle of nowhere that just expanded it. So it came up. So you're probably not going to believe this, but I read an article earlier this week that when a star dies, it becomes a dwarf star and essentially collapses into itself and creates carbon. And it mm-hmm. is, it's essentially how carbon's created when a star collapses. And being that we are made up of carbon, we're ultimately stardust. Okay. Fun fact. <laughs> so you're saying that all carbon on Earth, not just on Earth in the universe, is created from collapsed stars? Almost, yes. All right. I have to think about that statement. That's a pretty, that's a pretty bold statement. Well, how so? You can't create matter. You can only change its form. So all of the carbon that's here has either been altered from something else that was already here, or, well, all matter on Earth now has always been here in some kind of other form. Like steel, your car was all natural elements at one time a billion years ago. So how how could it be hard to understand that that came from somewhere outside? Because you think someone created it. All right. So so all the carbon on Earth came from collapsed stars all around the universe. At one time, yeah. And it all just floated around and then got whipped up into a circle and turned itself into Earth? Well, essentially, yes. Okay. All right. Okay. So you read the article about this and said, that makes sense. I'm going to believe it. Well, you have to know the article wasn't written by you and it wasn't three sentence long. It of course went much deeper into that and knowing the physics of the universe. Yeah. 
Okay. It's not so just that I read this to... article. I, I know about astronomy and physics. Okay. So, yeah, but it's it... a combination of other things. Okay, so you read the article and said, okay, this makes sense. Yeah. All right, this makes sense. This, this Okay, all right. All right, just curious. We'll come back to that. I just, I'll just hold that one in my back pocket for a little bit. Okay. So, all right. So, your near-death experiences, all of them are just what happens to the brain when the body is going into a dying state. Yeah. All near-death experiences. Okay. So, then, therefore, I guess... I guess logically then, and, and I, I know you said this is another episode or another topic altogether, logically then there is no afterlife. I, I didn't say that. Okay. Just because what you know as near-death experiences, because I don't believe that that is the stepping stone to an afterlife, doesn't mean that I'm saying that there is no afterlife. Okay. I just don't think that near-death experiences, the way that we understand them with a the light at the end of the tunnel, the out-of-body experience, no pain, you know, a pretty lady waving and smiling at you and being all friendly and stuff. I don't think that's the step that you do. Okay. So there's no, okay. So every single near-death experience is just somebody who, whose brain said, I'm dying. This is how I'm going to handle this traumatic experience. And then something happened and they got turned back around and came back to life. Okay. Yeah. Right. It could be a resuscitation. Okay. It could be the body working its way through that process. That process too could be 10 to 20 seconds. It could be five to 15 seconds, you know? All right. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I just think it's weird that you'll just read something and say, well, this is science. Um, therefore, it must be fact. And just kind of throw everything else out. That's not. But science can't prove everything. Well, that's actually the end goal of science. To be able to prove everything. And on right. the same level. And it's really interesting the physics and chemistry and the physics and the astronomy don't necessarily line up, which physics should be universal at all levels. So that actually kind of speaks to a big disconnect of what we actually understand. Okay. Say that again. Say that again. I, I got it. But I want you to say it again as if you're telling it to a kid. Well, these these conversations make me feel that way often. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that was a low blow, but okay. So say it again. So chemistry. Okay, it again. No, for, it, it, it's fine. Forget it. I, I don't want to go down that road. It doesn't matter. So that's okay. fine. Never mind. Yeah, never mind. Because <clears throat> I know what you're going to wind up doing. So, um, okay. So getting back onto the topic and okay, we still have a little bit of time to cover anything else that you want to. Um, 
Okay. So then, so then there's, so there's no such thing as an interest experience in your mind. No, I think they happen. But it's just, it's just the brain. It's, the, it's your mind playing tricks on you. I wouldn't phrase it that way. And I haven't, you just said that. I think it's right, our brain's way of protecting ourselves when we are, when are, yeah, when we're about to die, maybe. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's your mind playing a trick on you because you, because if these people that wake up and say, no, this really happened to me and are convinced it happened, you're saying, no, there's no way that that happened. It's your mind's way. It's your mind playing a trick on you. I mean, I don't know any other way to put it. I didn't say there's no way it could happen. I'm telling you that I think it's a psychological process. A biological okay. process in the mind. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. That's fair. So, all right. I don't know. I don't know that necessarily on board one way or the other, like I said. Um, so there you go. Okay. If you so, want, I can send you the star carbon um, article. If I send this to you, I doubt you'll read it, but I have it in front of me if you're interested. No, because I don't think that has anything to do with end-of experiences. No, it doesn't. It was just something I was thinking about how we are right. made from stars, not okay. Zeus. Zeus? Zeus. Greek Zeus, Zeus is the god of war, isn't he? I thought he was like the ultimate Greek god. Who's the highest level Greek god? I'm pretty sure it's Zeus. No, I don't remember Greek mythology from ninth grade. Yeah, Zeus. The most powerful of all. Zeus was the god of the sky and the king of Mount Olympus. Okay. Well, because don't forget, there's also Roman mythology, too. A little bit different well, than Greek mythology. And I'm sure, I'm sure there's more than just those two. They may not be well, yeah, as popular. Every ancient, every ancient civilization had their own mythology. American Indians yeah. did too. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, just the ones you hear about in school are Roman and Greek. Yeah, mostly Greek. I wonder why. I wonder if it's because it's more fun. Well, probably because, I don't know. Probably, don't because, of, probably because Rand McNally is, is owned by a Greek corporation. And they don't want to have, you know, they, don't, they want their story being told, not the Roman story. Is that true? And Rand, Mc, and Rand McNally, I think, has the, um, Rand McNally is through, like, every textbook growing up was made by Rand McNally, right? Like, can you think of another company that makes textbooks? No, you know what? They do maps. You're thinking of McGraw-Hill. Ah, damn it. It is McGraw-Hill. Rand McNally is the map people? Yeah, McGraw Hill. McGraw Hill. It's McGraw Hill. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you, I can't think. Can you think of another textbook person? Another textbook company besides McGraw Hill? Is Pearson a textbook company? Oh, that doesn't ring a bell with me. McGraw Hill did like all the stuff in high school yeah. on McGraw Hill. McGraw, well, Hill. So, Hill and McGraw Hill used to be Hillopolis. And they had to shorten their name when they came over to the States and just made it Hill. And then he teamed up with the, with an Irish guy. And the Irish guy is like, the hell with these Italians. We'll talk about Greek mythology in our books. And that's why Greek mythology, because of, that's how why it's taught more. Are you making this up? Yes. Yeah, oh, I would believe it. 
I mean, that's how everything yeah. works. Someone wants to make money, so they publish something. They put something right. out there. There's the one they could they they get to tell the story. That's probably what they probably like Greek mythology better than Roman mythology, and they're not gonna they don't they don't care about the American Indians, which is a damn shame because they got some pretty cool stuff in their in their yeah, storytelling, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know. So, but they're all the, the point is, is all of those old ancient civilizations, you know, they all I don't know, man. They all tell us some more story. And, Mac and billion. Talking, McMillian? Mac billion. They're the other textbook company. Wow. No, they're Irish. That's why. That's why they don't want the Italians telling the stories. No, it's Mac, not Mick. Oh, what's Mac? Is that? Mac maybe that's million. Scottish, huh? I don't know. I just noticed that they partner with McGraw yeah. Hill. They probably brought in the Roman stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. All right. Um, yeah, so, I thought when we picked up the topic, I thought there was going to be more to it. I didn't think that every story I looked at was going to be exactly the same. And once I started looking at that, I was like, okay, there's a similarity here. And that of course led me to the science of it. But um, right. yeah, I, I thought when we agreed to do this topic, I would have something more to bring to the table, but if it can be reasonably explained, I'm going to lean that way. Okay. Well, I know, I know. Um, so but it's, Again, it, it, I don't. Know. It's. I think once you get to the point where you're like, I read about this. It's a science based. Then there's no, you know, there's you're you you will you'll never entertain another angle after that. You know what I mean? That's just my opinion. That could be true, and I'm not saying I have everything figured out. I just need to right. be convinced otherwise. And yeah, but you, but it, it, it's it, 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 turning that ship is too big. You know, you've already got the ice ship. Yeah, we already hit the iceberg. You know, there's nothing. To, and so, all right, once you get to the point, I'm like, okay, well, then I'm just going to basically waste my breath saying, okay, what about this or that? Because you've already, you've already had your mind set up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, <clears throat> so for the listener's perspective, um, I think the possible, I'll always say the possibility exists because that's, it's a fact that the possibility always exists that it's something different than just what happens to the brain, you know? And I, and I think that, I think that that's, I don't know. I think that there could be something to the fact that that's just the path you take to get the next point to get to where we're going ultimately. Well, possibility. Yep. Fortunately, I don't think there's any study or anything you can do. You can't prove it. You can't prove it. You can't prove either way. Even a science, even a science, even to what article you read said, well, no, I mean, this is just happens to the brain. You can't prove that. How can you not prove that? You absolutely can prove that. You can starve the brain of oxygen and record what happens. Okay. You can't record, but you can't record someone, someone, someone's images they're seeing. Through memory. 
You can't record somebody's memory. That's what memories are. They're recordings of something that happened before. No, but if you're if you're a scientist, if you're a a neurosurgeon or a neuro whatever, if you study the brain and you starve someone's brain of oxygen, you can't see their memories. You can't see what they're seeing. You can't. No, you bring them back, back and, and ask them. Right, and they say, oh, "I saw a bright light. And I saw some angels." You start mm-hmm. the brain of oxygen. There were the brain thought it was going into a dying state. The body was going into a dying state. You were killing them, so you don't know that. Oh, that's just, okay. Well, must be what the brain does. It could be that that's the path you take, and you started the body started dying, so the soul started leaving the body. So it could be both. It doesn't have to be one right. or the other. But you can't. But there's but. You can't prove it. No. No. You can't prove it. You can't. You can't can't prove prove that those are biological processes and that's what happens. That can be proven. No. You can't prove that somebody thinks that they're going into a bright light and, and is being greeted with angels and a loving presence. Well, you come back and ask them. That's what they think happened. You can't say, no, that didn't really happen to you. If they're convinced it did, you can't say, no, that's just your brain. That's just your brain processing it. Because if you're, start, if, you're, if you're putting them into, if you're starting the process of death with somebody, which is the only way you can run this experiment is to kill them almost, then you can't say that's just what, it happens to your brain if they come back and say you know, bring you bring back to life and they say yeah there's a light and angels and you know a big dude with a beard to introduce himself as god and you can't say okay well no that's just what your brain does i'm saying that you can unless okay okay i all right so maybe maybe this is a communication barrier or something because or, or maybe I'm not explaining it correctly, but I think we're out of time. Yeah, we, we will be very, very soon. So, and then it just kind of just shuts itself off. Um, right. <clears throat> okay. So, so feel free to chime in. Um, witness underscore more is the Twitter handle. Witness more podcast at gmail.com is the email address. Um, yeah. Chime in. Let us know what you think. Is, is do near-death experiences, are they real or are they not real? You know, does it really happen to people or is it just something that, is, that the brain does to you when it starts to shut itself down? Um, be curious to see if maybe some listener out there has a near-death experience that would like to share it with us. I think that'd be pretty dope. Don't you? Yeah, that could be good. Yeah. So, yeah. So feel free to send us along, send us along those stories if you have any. Oh, I thought something else that I was reading about people like the little girl you said, she came back and she was like fully healed a couple days later. Mm -hmm. I've heard of a few and there is a condition of this that's that's out there, but people come back and they have some like outstanding talent, like being able to compose classical music, being able to paint or draw like better than any artist, you know, uh, mathematics, all kinds of like stuff, um, photographic memories, 
you know, stuff that just is super, super rare and a huge gift of talent. But people who come out, and it's not necessarily associated with near-death experiences, it can be, but right. people who come out of like comas or uh, very, very traumatic experiences. And of course, it's rare, huh. but, and there's yeah. a name for it. I, I can't, and there's no way I'm going to remember the name, but. No, especially in, in 20 seconds. Right. So, so that was okay. something else I saw that I thought was interesting. Cool. All right. Well, by all means, listeners, share those uh, stories with us. And, you know, until next time, I'm Matthew. I'm Jonathan. Oh, I was yawning on the all intro right. and the tired. outro. Yeah. This is sad. So. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll talk to you guys next time. Yeah. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of Witness More. If you have anything you'd like to add to the conversation or want to reach out to us, you can tweet us at witness underscore more or email at witnessmorepodcast at gmail.com.